Going to India was, for, for me, something I really wanted to do. And um, the actual trip itself is, is only like half the story, or maybe even less than half the story. It's, it's how I ended up going to India, as I shared with a few of you in the past. Um, I just really wanted to go to India, and uh, I didn't know how I was going to go there or how everything would turn out because, first of all, I didn't have a thousand pounds to spare to um, buy the tickets, book the hotels, insurance, and so on. But I, I, I didn't really pray as in, like, I went on my knees and I went, Lord, I want to go to India. It was more of a, of a desire in my heart, actually, as I was cycling to work. And I, I felt, I, I, I really want to go to India again, Lord, because, you know, I, I liked it, you know, simple as that. And, uh, and I said, Lord, I just want to do it, and I'm not going to worry about the rest. And, and you know, uh, my mother, out of the blue, felt to give me the money for the, for, the, for the plane, you know, so she gave me 500 pounds, and, you know, I managed to raise a bit of the money myself. Uh, and even at that point at work, I had no more annual leave, and, uh, you know, I told, I told my colleagues that I was going to India for a week, and then, you know, they decided to basically make sure that I didn't lose out on, on sort of my wages as a result of not having annual left, annual leave to go to India. So just actually getting on a plane for me was already a massive testimony. And what I began to think about that is that God is not, um, God is not concerned with the little petty things that we're concerned. And, and he wants us to come out of that. Rather than to, for example, ma many times what I find is that God comes to our little uh, mini miniature world of our miniature little petty things, and he helps us, you know? And then he makes us feel a bit better, you know? A bit like, you know, it, it, just, it just helps us to basically get on with the things that he wants, you know, uh, we want to do. But, but also God wants us to come out of our little bubble world into what he can do for us. So... For me, that was one thing. And then the other thing was, oh, well, now that I'm going to India, what am I, I going to do? Because, you know, you, you, yourself, you want to think about, oh, you're going to come in and share something amazing and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you want to be the, the, you know, the person that people talk about as the, the, the one that has something meaningful to say. And all these things are playing in the back of your mind. And you, you, you want to also just not go there and talk a lot of nonsense and people be like, you know, What's this guy doing here? Comes all the way from England to just say something they already know. Um, but God said, in, in a way to me, it's not about you. India is not about you as an individual. It's not what you're going to get out of it. It's not how your ego is going to feel so good. It's not how you're going to come back and pretend that now suddenly you, you discover something amazing. It's nothing to do with you. It's, it's, it's my work. It's, it's my people in India and is my message to them, all you're doing is you're just basically making yourself useful. And, and really I felt, yeah, it's great when, when you don't feel the, the responsibility of having to deliver something that comes from you, rather you pass on a message. And we, we basically prepare separately, Pat, myself and, and Dan, and our messages weren't really related, although they were related when we were there, but it was something that they needed to hear, that it was specific to them, and it had nothing to do with us, right? So I really felt that, in a sense, I, I didn't really um, spend a lot of time in, in, in so-called prayer, thinking about, oh, you know, being all spiritual about it. I had a couple of ideas that occurred to me as I was cycling to work in the pouring rain about what I should share. And I, I said to myself, well, that's what I've got. I read a little bit about it. I prepared some, some information. And I shared that. And 
And I felt, Lord, it's not something that I, I have to produce within myself. And one of the funny things is that um, one of the evenings we were, we were um, just sleeping together in the same room, uh, Pat puts his videos about some American gospel uh, preachers, and they were really funny. But one of them really spoke to me that said, the gospel is the most important thing to preach. We, we, can, we can pretend to be um, all complicated and, and you know, elaborate on things to the point that it gets really intellectual, but Jesus said, go and preach the gospel, the good news. And for me, that was just a moment of revelation to say, it's not how clever I am, it's not how uh, eloquent I can sound, it's, it's we sharing the good news of the gospel. So, this is more or less uh, a few pictures I would like to show you. That's me in the blue there, um, just sharing out lots of little sweets to the children. And this is uh, the last village in uh, Chitao, or Chai, Chai Toy, I don't know how to pronounce it. But um, I think for me it's my favorite place to go because the children are so happy to see you. I really, I really felt in my heart God was saying, what, what I'm giving you is just like lots of little sweets um, because I just have a generous heart to give to people. And um, I really, when I looked at the pictures that I wanted to show you, I just, I just felt God is saying to us, um, a bit like what Tim spoke yesterday, uh, last week, sorry. You know, God has is, is, is got a, a heart of a father for his children. Uh, it's just a great experience when you go there and the children, they love it when you give them sweets, you know, they, they absolutely love it. Um, the other thing is, uh, this is, this is the first village that we visit, um, Rupamari, that's Patrick there, and, and the new, uh, sort of, and the, the group of pastors and, and overseers of, of the, the home groups in India. I really felt in my heart that it was not necessarily about us coming there, but about that group of people already ministering to, to the people in India and doing a fantastic job. And, and what we were there to do was to encourage them, really, and to just ba basically say, we, we, are, we are together in this with you, and, and we want to support you, we want to encourage you, we want to bless you, because what you are doing here is a fantastic job. Uh, and, you know, not, not like us, we come and try to do something amazing and then we go away and... So back to normal. They, they, they are doing a fantastic job. And finally, well, not nearly finally, but we also had a really nice time. You know, you find that in working, in working for God, not working for God, but when you get involved in, in the things of God, um, there is also lots of fun, uh, lots of time where we, um, we really had a good time. Patrick will tell you a lot about that, I'm sure. Um, but this is, this is outside um, the Taki Hotel. Um, the actual village is called Taki, so the Taki guest house or the Taki hotel. And uh, this is just a picture we took before we left. Um, and uh, yeah, we had a really nice time. Had a really nice time, a lot of fellowship uh, between myself, Pat, and Dan. And, and also, I, I felt God spoke to me on a couple of uh, personal topics through conversations. I, I, I really felt God spoke to me when Patrick was... Um, you know, uh, eating a curry, and um, he said he said something. You know, while we were at the executive tower hotel, which is not a tower and it's not executive. <laughs> uh, really spoke to my heart, and then I think throughout the trip, you know, I think God used Patrick to speak to me, and um, I really felt. You know, when when people talk, it's just talk, but every once in a while, someone says something that just really um, resonates with you. So. It was a great time as well, and, and also it was a great adventure because 
if you don't mind, if you don't mind, you know, going without comfort, in India is a fantastic place um, to basically cross rivers and go through uh, all kinds of things, and you've got to have a good balance to go on one of these guys. Um, but it was a really great time. I really felt God really spoke to me on so many different levels. But also, what I felt coming back from India is that now, now that I know this, what am I supposed to do with it, right? There are bigger challenges ahead, and right now, I would say. I am having some real big challenges in, in my personal life. Um, God is really challenging me at home, he's really challenging me at work, and it's not all plain sailing, you know. We, we do make mistakes, I've made mistakes, uh, I will continue to make mistakes, but what I really want you to know is that God is with you in those mistakes. And if you, if you do allow a little bit of time for God to um, just work in you, he will make you realize that it's not always about you. And sometimes you've got to think about others, and you've got to think that maybe this time in, in doing what is right is not keeping quiet, but maybe speaking up, you know. Sometimes I really felt God is telling me, you go to sometimes challenge situations, challenge people, challenge, you know, different things, because you can't just be quiet, you know. So many times f for me, the, the default reaction would be like, oh, I'm not interested, I'm not bothered. But God says, no, you've got to talk now. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to talk. You know, it's just, no, I don't. But God says, no, you've got to do it. And the situations that you will come in contact with will make you do it because it will give you no choice. And you'll be angry and you'll be upset and you'll completely ruin it. But then God will, will lift you up again and will give you strength to carry on. So um, India was just a small part, I think, in what God can do with you. When you sometimes just allow, you, allow your, um, yourself to be used by God. Amen. Thank you, guys. You hear me okay? Just about. I'll try not to get too excited and shout too much. Um, <clears throat> um, well, the uh, first thing I'd like to say is thank you to the whole of the church. Um, uh, we felt very supported uh, by this church uh, and this people. Uh, I was bowled over by it people's generosity to give to the, the India project um, we raised uh, more money than we needed um, but they need more money than we were giving so <laughs> you know God knows what he's doing and um, it, it was great to just uh, be out there knowing that we were in God's will um, that's something for me that uh, is really really important um, as we were preparing, as Joel was saying, you know, as we were preparing to go to India, you know, my heart is, look, we've, we've just got to get out there and share the gospel with people who don't know him uh, and, and those who need encouragement. We want to encourage them and, and give something of, of what the Lord has given us. Um, and, and then you sort of, you can come to this place in your heart where you're, you feel a little bit like, well, should I go or should I not go? Is it the right thing to go or is it not the right thing? And you're like, God, you know, speak to me. I don't know whether I'm doing the right thing. And we can always feel like that with different challenges in our lives. And, uh, and it was really exciting to see the way that the Lord was providing for Joel to, to, to go. You know, where he didn't have any holiday allowance to go. Uh, and his boss gave him the holiday, his own, his boss gave him his boss's holiday allowance because he wasn't going to use it up. Uh, and then the Lord provided uh, all the money for Joel to come. And for me, I was like, this is great because... I know that we're in the Lord's will because the Lord's providing. Okay, so sometimes when you have challenges, it's an opportunity for God to build faith in you. So, you know, 
from, because of that, I was like, well, I know we're in the Lord's will. And I know the Lord will protect us. And so I, I had absolutely no worries at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and so that was great. And I just want to encourage you that if you're going through something difficult, it might be that the Lord's building something in you. If you haven't got enough that you can see on your own, uh, it might be because the Lord wants you to trust in him a little more. Uh, and that's an encouraging place to be in. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to share just a few. I, was, I, I did a presentation for the kids last week that was supposed to be 10 minutes, which was 45. So uh, <clears throat> I've cut this one down considerably. The kids really enjoyed it because we talked about all sorts of silly things. And I was quite surprised that uh, I held their attention, but they loved it. So um, this one I've, I've cut down a lot because really the Lord's given me a bit of a word this morning. So I'm going to share that with you as well. We'll go through these slides and I'll just try and give you a little bit of a flavour of some of the things, what we did, and uh, flavour of in- I'll give, give you a bit of a flavour of India. <laughs> uh, so let's have a little look. So here we go. Now, um, this was uh, the first village uh, that we went to. This is Rupamari Island. They have built a church here. This, this building that you can see to the left is their church building. It's also their school it's also their sewing house. It's, it's a bit of a community centre. Um, and believe it or not, there's about two to 300 people there um, to listen to us share the gospel. And of course, in classic Indian fashion, uh, we turned up late. They wanted to eat. And so instead of all three of us preaching, it was just me that preached. Um, but the Lord's good. Um, and it was a really good chance to commission some of their leaders and say, look, the Lord wants to use these people. Uh, Joel showed that picture earlier. Uh, the reason I put this on here is that there's a lady next to me there. Uh, her name's uh, Gitoshri. Um, and she is quite a fantastic she, pa- pastor. She's one of the fa- pastors there uh, in one of the poorest villages. Um, and she's actually got a, a, a master's in theology. Uh, and she doesn't really need me to tell her anything about the Bible, probably. <laughs> uh, and she translated for me quite a few times. Um, now, <clears throat> she uh, has she she's got some medical problems. I don't exactly know what they are. I just know that she's not always well all the time. Um, and um, also, she's struggled over the years to conceive. So her and her husband haven't been able to have a baby. Uh, which is quite a heartache for them, uh, particularly in the Indian culture where, um, you know, uh, part of being a woman and, 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 and your value is very much tied up in motherhood. Um, it's a real heartache. Um, so, so for her to be following the Lord and doing the Lord's work is, is absolutely fantastic. Now, at the conference, uh, she, she translated one of my sermons uh, and, and she didn't look all that. And then after she'd finished translating, she went off and she didn't come back for a few hours. And when she came back, I said, are you okay? And she was saying, yeah, I'm fine now. Uh, and I was saying, and I said to the other guys, is she all right? And they were like, no, no, she's got fever. I said, why is she translating for me then? But their heart is, is you know, they've, they, they've been praying into this conference for months. Uh, and their heart is to serve, you know. And, and I just think, wow, isn't that fantastic? Um, they're, they're willing to, to, to give everything they've got uh, for the Lord and and um, so um, yeah I just wanted to share about uh, Gittishu in particular she's, she's there again in this picture 
and you can see I look like a giant compared to most Indian people. Um, uh, and really, one thing that we want to commit to do this year is to pray for her. Okay? Um, now, they have 2,600 um, uh, church, house churches. Each house church has about 10 to 15 people in it. Okay? Um, but only 50 pastors come to the conference. Um, and you think, well, okay, well, they've got probably 2,600 leaders. Why are only 50 coming? Well, what they have is they have 50 um, leaders, and then under those leaders, they have another 25 leaders, and under those 25 leaders, they have another, you know, each, and then under those 25 leaders, they have another load of leaders each. So what happens is we share, you know, what we feel the Lord is saying with these 50 leaders, um, and then they go and share it with all their leaders, and then they go and share it with all their leaders. Um, so... Um, one thing that um, became quite apparent when we were there is that um, PL had high hopes um, for, for one area in particular and, and, and a certain leader that he, he would be the area coordinator, which is a very, very large area. Um, and, and really, that hasn't worked out. Uh, it's, it's not worked out well at all, and he doesn't believe that that's, that, that guy is the right person. Um, and, and what it looks like is that Gittishri is going to be running that whole area. Um, and, you know, she's got some health problems and, and she's got some other things going on as well. So, really, we want to take it on as a church that we will pray for her this year. So they asked if we would sponsor someone. And as a church, we've de we, we decided to sponsor a, a pastor for the year. Uh, and we chose her. Um, now, what actually happens is we, we've chosen her and we're going to pray for her and commit to pray for her. But... The money that goes for the pastor, what they actually do, they divide up equally amongst them because otherwise, you know, it shows favouritism and all this sort of stuff. But, but in our hearts, we want to commit to be praying for her uh, and supporting her this year. And we will ask her for some updates so we have things to pray for. Um, this is a picture of, uh, of those 50 pastors. Um, that's, that's PL here on the right-hand side, this guy. Um, probably can't see much from there apart from me up at the back and Joel uh, and we had a really wonderful time at the conference um, I just want to share a few things um, exactly like uh, Joel said we went there now I, I had taken a day off work to just prepare before the Lord and ask the Lord what should I be preaching and I did that and I didn't get anything <laughs> all day didn't get anything it was nice to have a day off but Apart from that, I, I come away a little bit like, well, I'm not, I'm not really hearing a fresh word from the Lord to share. And I, and I thought, well, what have I got? Well, I thought, I've got some sermons that I've preached recently at River Church. Well, if the Lord's not giving me anything new, I'll just have to preach what he's already given me. So I, I sort of went like, well, Lord, if, if you've got anything else you want me to say, I'll say it. If not, I'll just preach what you've given me. Uh, and we went out there and... Um, we had, I had preached one sermon on giving, uh, I don't know if you remember, um, with some funny diagrams that were all a bit rudimentary, um, uh, and, and really I didn't want to preach that message because I thought this is the least relevant for them, you know, they're all poor, they all share and stuff like that, and so it's probably not that relevant, so I left it to the last one that I preached, uh, and, and I just thought, well this is all the Lord's given me, I'll just preach it anyway, and, and what... 
it was it was really really strange. But what we found, what I found out later, is that they had had some really big problems with giving within the group, uh, and and that the law wanted that message to be shared with them. Um, and for me, it was like, well, I've just got to trust God more with what God is doing in my life and what God is speaking to me. And when God isn't speaking to me, I've just got to trust that he's got a plan. Uh, and so I'm learning to trust the Lord more. Um, that's my experience. Whether, he's, whether I can hear really clearly or not, I trust that he is who he says he is and that he will turn up and do what he's going to do uh, when I stand up and share his word. Um, so that was, that was super exciting, just to know that the Lord was using me, even though I didn't really have a clue what, you know, you know, I hadn't tailored anything for what I thought they needed or anything like that. And sometimes that's better, isn't it? Because then it's just what God's saying, not what I'm saying. So I was very encouraged by that. Okay, this is a picture of, uh, you know, you saw that, that boat earlier that, uh, that all those people were standing on. On one trip, we got our own one. Um, they're about 20 pence or something like that. It's, I think we paid like under two pounds to secure the whole boat for ourselves. Um, uh, and really, I just wanted to put this picture on because exactly like Joel said, I mean, we, me, me, Daniel and Joel, I mean, we had like, I know we were on mission and, and doing the Lord's work and uh, everything, but we had so much fun just being together, encouraging one another. Um, what happened, we got to the conference and normally we all get one room each and then we can spend some time before the Lord preparing and all that sort of stuff. And this year they just dumped us all in one room. So we had three beds in one room and one desk. And, uh, and do you know what? We had such a fun time. And me and Joel, you know, if you know what me and Joel were like, we were just laughing and laughing. And it was like one in the morning and Dan had given up trying to be proper and go to Bootslet and he just joined in and we're all just having such a laugh and uh, we, said, we said to the Indian guys last night, we said, oh yeah, we had a lot, a lot of fun last night and they were like, yeah, we heard. <laughs> but it's just encouraging to be together and I, I, I felt uh, for Daniel, um, it was super encouraging just to be with brothers and, and, and we really got behind Dan and, and if, you know, if you know Daniel, he's, he's, he's this guy here, if you know him very well, he really loves the Lord and he loves the word and, and he's got so much to give and, and it was great just to be able to get behind him and say, go on Dan, you know, and, and he would preach for an hour and a half, twice a day, you know, he, he, just, he just loved it and it was, it was great to, to, to be together and encourage one another in the Lord. Uh, we had a wonderful time but one thing that, uh, that I just want to encourage you, being with your brothers and sisters in Christ is so important to, to get together and encourage one another. Uh, PL there, and you can see him there, him and Joel. And Joel, Joel insists on calling him the big chief all day long, and it's quite fun. And we, we, had, so, we had so much fun with him, and we realised that, in a sense, he's got so much pressure on him as a person. He's leading this massive organisation, and there are things that he felt that he couldn't couldn't share with his, his leadership team, but his struggles and, and some of the things he was feeling. Uh, and, and we were there and we were having such a laugh and he just opened up so much and, and shared so many things with us and it felt like he was getting such a weight off his shoulders uh, and knowing that you know, we, weren't, we were there for him to support him and, uh, and, and it was great. It was just great to be together and one taxi journey. One day we had about eight hours of travelling. It was ridiculous. It was like eight or not, yeah, must have been eight or nine hours of boats, taxis, tuk-tuks, um, whatever. It was mainly just like this for the whole time. 
just shaking and uh, we were in an electric tuk-tuk on the way home from someone's house and it was pitch black and PL started telling us stories and we were winding him up and he was telling us about his wife and all these sorts of stuff and it was just wonderful you know like we just we had such a deep connection and it was in the Lord and um, I just want to encourage you don't underestimate that if you're with friends you know even people in this church if you can just get together you know weeks busy sometimes are you going to invite people round to your house on a Sunday afternoon and just enjoy being with them you know do it please do it it's, it's part of fellowship together Okay, and this was, uh, this was the last village, um, and we, we, we preached to them, and we, gave, we, we did dramas to them, and I'll just share one story with you. Um, things aren't always that clear what's actually going on when you're in India sometimes, and we'd, we'd been doing this uh, drama at every village, um, and, and Dan was like, right, we'll use some India, so we did a mime, and it had a few words, and... and, and uh, it was basically like this guy who was in it, like invisible prison. So we were like doing all this sort of stuff and, and then trying to break him out and bashing into invisible walls and all this. It was quite fun. And then, of course, Jesus comes at the end and, um, uh, and uh, he, he comes and sort of stands there and, and like opens his arms. And it was like a very, very poignant moment and, and then sets the person free and they, and they walk free out of the prison. And... Uh, so D- Daniel was like, um, he found out what the word was. What was the word for? The word and what did it mean? Can you remember? Well, it meant it's supposed to mean... Just tell us what it's, what it's supposed to mean. Be set free. Set free, yeah. So it was this word, mukto. And it meant being set free, right? And so we went to this last village, okay. And Daniel's there, and he's putting a stellar performance in this drama. And he's at the front, and he goes... Mukta! <laughs> <Like that. Okay. laughs> and all the kids just literally went, like, what? <laughs> and then, and then and Pio at the back was like, yeah, yeah, Mukta, 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 like that. And then someone was like, oh, Mukti. And, then, and they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we've been doing this drama at every village and saying Mukta, which was a completely different word. It meant something else. What did it mean, Joel? It meant being efficient. <laughs> So he was up there going, efficiency. <laughs> and all these kids were like, what is going on? Uh, and of course, we, we, we were in stitches on the side afterwards. And we were like, PL, is there anything else you haven't been interpreting properly for us? You know? <laughs> but again, we, we just had a really good time and, um, and sharing. And I, I think sometimes it's, it, it's God's power in the words. It's not necessarily the words themselves. Uh, you know, sharing the love uh, uh, of Jesus Christ. Um, and, and we did have a wonderful time. Um, and God did really use us. Um, and um, God really used the church, our church, to, to minister in that situation. Now, we've been going, how long have we been going, Joel? Three years, our church, Simon. We've been going three years. When we started, they had 2,000 100 churches. Now they've got 2,600. That's another 500 churches in the last three years. Uh, and, and we've had some input into that. You know, we're, we're encouraging them to move forward. Uh, and we're providing, you know, you know when you go on a, um, you know when we go to Rora or something like that, 
and it's really encouraging, isn't it, just to be with each other and hear God's word. This is like that for them. They don't have a conference that they go to for a week. They come, and we, we speak to them for three days. So um, just, you know, the input that we give is, is fantastic, um, uh, and they were very blessed. Uh, I've got one more slide just to show you that, you know, things aren't perfect in India. Can you see this slide? Um, this is the feeding program that we did and we paid for um, uh, as a church and, uh, and from some other donors as well. Um, but I just want to show you that. Can you see that apple juice there? Can you see that? That's not apple juice, that's water. It's, it's got too much iron in it. The fil- it's from a, from some of the villages don't have running water, they have like tanks or whatever they are um, and yeah it's not great and of course it causes a lot of um, problems with uh, I don't understand all the bits but they all have problems with joints and problems with their eyes um, some of their eyes go a little bit of yellow color and they get cataracts and all sorts of stuff um, and, and so you just realize you know it's fun for us to go but um, it is difficult uh, and there are some challenges out there and these places are really really poor um, so, yeah, I just thought I'd, I'd share, share that with you, um, that, you know, what we're, the, our opportunity to get involved is, is really, really important, uh, and the Lord wants to use us more and more. Okay. Um, <clears throat> right, I'd like to share with you a little bit about um, uh, so some some things that maybe the Lord has been speaking to me uh, to share with you. Now, hands up if you've got a Bible with you. Who's got a Bible with them? A real one or a digital one? A holy one. I, I like to say a holy one or an unholy one. <laughs> I've got a digital one, don't worry, and I think it's very, very useful. And in fact, it saves me lots and lots of time when I'm preparing to preach because I can look things up. Um, <clears throat> I want to encourage you, um, we're going to read uh, quite a few verses from the Bible, so if you've got a physical one or a virtual one, please um, try and read along with me, because that means if I get boring and you lose track, then you can just stay in the Word, right? (laughs) Uh, Right, so let's just pick up a few things together. So Mark 16, let's, let's do it, let's go together, Mark 16. Verses 14 to 16. So Jesus has died on the cross uh, and it's been uh, over three days. Uh, Jesus appears to the disciples, including Thomas. I'm going to read from verse 14. Later Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptised will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Okay, they call this the the Great Commission. It says, go into all, all the world and preach the good news to all creation. I just want you to just take that for a moment. What does that mean, go into all the world? Um... Well, we can't go into all the world, not each of us. We can't go and visit every one of the seven billion people on this planet or whatever. Five billion, I don't know. 
It's not possible. So who is God calling us to? Well, God is calling us to go. And my, my message this morning is that the Lord is calling you to go. Uh, and that means different things. It might be to go to your neighbour and share. It might be to go to your workplace. It might be to go to St Paul's Cray. It might be to go to England, go to Europe, or go to the world. But the Lord is calling you to go. Okay, and I want you just to hopefully get, get hold of that a little bit. The, the Lord wants you to move forward into what he has for you. That doesn't always mean world mission. But it means to go from where you are and trust him and go out to what he's asking you to go out to. And that could be anything. Okay? Uh, and before we get going on some of these go subjects, I just want to share a little bit how I see how the enemy works and how we fight this fight as a Christian because it's, it's tough you know, when you're struggling with lots of things to, to think about going to other people. Um, but I'm, I'm telling you now, even in your struggles, you've got to go. Even in your weakness, you've got to go. Uh, and, and I just want to talk to you a little bit about <clears throat> uh, uh, I just want you to imagine a picture, a boxer now I am actually really into boxing and mixed martial arts and I know lots of moves and I know lots of techniques and stuff like that and I want to imagine if you were to get a boxer right uh, and, and, and glue him to the floor or staple him to the floor right? he can't move his feet just imagine that, okay? And then you say, right, it's time to fight, okay? He might do right for a bit, okay? But the reality is, if you can't move, you're going to get beat. The best boxers in the world, I'll tell you what, they never get hit. They never get hit. And the reason they never get hit is because they're never there. They're always somewhere else. So you move over there and they move over here. And they're very, very good at, at not being in the same spot. In fact, they call it having good footwork. Footwork, and they move. And they move around. Uh, and I want to encourage you that in your Christian walk, if you're not moving forward into what God has for you, you're a sitting duck. And you'll get whacked. Spiritually. You'll get whacked. Okay, and you're just a sitting target. So you must find what it is that God wants you to move into and start moving into it. Otherwise, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle spiritually. Temptations are going to come. The devil's like, oh, here's one. He's not moving. He's flat-footed. I'm going to thump him. And you will find yourself struggling with all sorts of things. So I just want to encourage you, keep moving. Let's have a little look together. Um, 2 Samuel 11, verse 1. I'll give you a minute to find that one. 2 Samuel. Two Samuel 11. I'll say shout when you've got it. Okay. This is the story of David and Bathsheba. Uh, you probably remember this one. Okay, so let's read a little bit. You ready? Verse 1. In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab 
out with the king's men and the whole of the Israelite army. They destroyed the Amorites, or the Ammonites, and besieged Rabbah. But David remained in Jerusalem. And what happened was, okay, what happened was, David stayed static in one place, in his palace. And do you know what? He was flat-footed in this moment. And the devil really used situations, didn't he? And he saw the most beautiful woman naked on her roof when he was staring out his window. Uh, And he fell into temptation, didn't he? And he clicked his fingers and called for her and she had to do what she was told. (laughs) Uh, And he had his way with her. And he was the king. He was the best guy. Uh, He was God's man. And yet he'd fallen into temptation. And he'd fallen into sin. Uh, uh, And as we read this, it says it, at the time when kings go off to war, God wanted King David to go and do what he needed to do and be the man that God needed him to be. But yet he remained in Jerusalem. And I want to challenge you, if God is calling you into something, you better step into it. Otherwise you're going to be in trouble. You're going to, your temptation's going to come to you. Uh, and you're going to find it hard to resist. Uh, and I was thinking about this situation and I was thinking, this situation is, is uh, you know, with David. It's very much like um, modern day porn, pornography. Uh, and the reason I say that is because <clears throat> it, it's, it's this sort of this sense where uh, pornography allows people to be the king. <laughs> right? One click and you can have whatever you want right now. And you can have the most beautiful women and it enables you to be what? In charge, the king. Do what you want to do. Have what you want to have it, when you want to have it. Just like David could. He could snap his fingers and it was there. And I want to encourage you, if you're not in the right place, if you're not moving and going, it might just be as simple as being lazy. And you know you should be, you know, Paul always used to say, oh, get your body in the right place and the rest will follow, beloved. And we used to be like, oh, Paul, just let's go back to bed. You know, but there's a sense where, you know, you won't be falling into temptation if you're busy with the Lord's work. You know, you're at home on the computer when you should have been at the prayer meeting. I'm just, I'm just making an example. I'm not saying that's you, but I'm just saying There's that sense, isn't it, where God's saying, go, come with me. Let's go on an adventure together. And this is what I love about the inner trip. I love getting out there and doing something different. I love the excitement of it all. Uh, And I love the fact that I'm not home moping about, oh, we're doing something, do something exciting, but there's never anything to do. There is. There's a whole world out there. God has got opportunities for you all over the place. And he wants to go on an adventure with you. Uh, it might look very different to different people, but I, I want to encourage you. 
Okay, let's have a look at it. Okay, we're going to turn uh, to Luke 5. Luke 5, verses 3 and 4. And I, I, I love this bit. I love, I, love, I love any story with Peter in. Uh, I think he's a great character. And what I love about Peter is, is Peter is, is the ultimate go man. He can't sit still. You know, when Jesus is about, he's like, tell me what to do, I'll do it. I think we should do this, I think we should do that. Jesus, I don't think you should do that. I think we should do this. But he's about doing. And I, I just want you to, to take a moment and say, I mustn't let the theology of grace allow me to sit on my backside. I believe in the theology of grace. We're not saved by what we do. We are not. We are saved by Jesus Christ and what he's done. But that doesn't allow me to sit back and rest on my laurels. God has got things for me to do and I must be about the Lord's business. Amen? Let's have a look. Verse 3. He, talking about Jesus. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, which is Peter, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. I love this. Sometimes it's easy to put out a little way from the shore. Okay? It's easy to follow Jesus when the risks aren't big. Okay? Um, and this is my encouragement to you, is start in the little things. Don't worry about something that's much bigger than you can think. And it, Don't worry about that. Try every day to listen to the Lord. Look what you're saying today. Sit next to the so-and-so. Ask so-and-so if they're okay. Go here at lunch. Text this person. And just do it. And just do those little things. Go in those little things. Uh, and allow God, uh, allow your faith to build up in God. As you do those little things and you see, oh, I can see what the Lord was doing there when I, he asked me to do that. And then you, you, your faith builds. And the Lord's like, I can trust this, this person. I'm going to give them something bigger to do. I'm going to send them somewhere bigger. And it works like that. And so we see, <clears throat> they sat down and taught the people, uh, then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. It says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water. And he let down the nets, and, and, and let down the nets for a catch. And I love this. Put out into the deep water. And do you know what? Some of us, the Lord's saying, yeah, you've made yourself busy in the shallows. And we can do that, can't we? We can get busy in the shallow water and we can wear ourselves out in the shallow water. And the Lord's saying, oh, forget that for now. I want you to come out into the deep with me. Uh, and I want to challenge you this morning. If the Lord is asking you to do something and it feels scary, go for it. If the Lord's asking you to move on into something new, go for it. It might be a bit scary. Maybe your feet don't touch the bottom anymore. And that means you can't be in control of everything 
anymore. You've got to trust in something else. That's good. I want to encourage you, that is good. That's a great place to be in in God. Uh, I, I really encourage that being in God's will it, it is the safest place to be. Does that make sense? You know, if God's asking you to stand on the edge of a cliff, you're much safer than, than, than standing on your doorstep. You know, because there's safety in what God has asked you to do. And if you're outside of that, oh, trouble's coming. I just want to encourage you, trouble is coming. You know, if you're worried about dying, standing on the edge of the cliff, you might be standing on a doorstep and get hit by a flying microwave. I don't know. It sounds crazy, but if you're not under the protection of the Lord, anything can happen to you. Try to, to think about it in those sort of terms. The safest place for me might be out in the deep. Amen? Let's just have one more quick look at something and then we'll uh, call it a day. One more. John 9, verse 7. What I love about Jesus is uh, when he meets with people, you're always asking them to do something. Never the same thing for each person either. It's always different for each person. And it will be different for us. But if you meet with Jesus, he probably will ask you to do stuff. To go. And it might be crazy. But go with it. So let's have a look. Now this is the story of Jesus healing the man who was born blind. Verse 6, having said this, he spat on the ground, made some mud with saliva and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This, this word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. Now, something that I have in my heart is I, I, I have this sense within me where I just want to see the kingdom of God come. I want to see Jesus in all his power. I want to see pe people's legs grow back. I want to see amazing things. I want to do amazing things. I want to do, I want to do what it says in the Bible when it says, you'll do greater things than this. I want to do that. Uh, but yet, here is a man encounters Jesus. Jesus asks him to go. To the pool of being sent and wash. And I want to encourage you, if you want, that man went away with a miracle. What happens if he didn't go and wash in that pool and did his own thing? I'll wash my eyes, but I won't do it where you said to wash it. I'll do it at home, thank you. You think, he's, you think he'd be able to see? I just want to encourage you, find what it is the Lord is saying and go for it. It's really simple. Uh, it's harder to do, but it's simple. Okay? Amen? Amen. Right, we'll stop there. Uh, I want you just to take a minute uh, and think, Lord, what is it you're calling me to?